At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. Welcome to The Reel Down on Paddle and Fin with your hosts, Dan Perry and Jimmy Skinner, where we talk about everything in tournament kayak fishing. Here we go. Alright everybody, welcome to the Paddling Fin, the reel down live on Monday nights as always. Um, live, yeah, what's so up? Thanks for watching, as always, we'll give it a little bit of time for everybody to jump on. How, how you doing, Jimmy? I'm doing, it's a Monday on a work week. That's it's one of those days, man, I'm so glad it's over. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, same, It, you know. It's great, I work from home, like I work upstairs and then I come downstairs and do this and it's it's nice, but I don't know. Sometimes kind of being in the house all day can be a little, you know. I'd get stir crazy, man. I, it'd be driving me nuts. Yeah, it's it's great, but like I wake up, I eat my breakfast, and like within twenty minutes, I've went from bed to working. So I mean, that haven't changed life. clothes, haven't put on <laughs> shoes. <laughs> sometimes if you wake up late, you know. Hey, right. what, what's what's going on there, Todd? So yeah, we. Tonight, we've, we've got a good show as always. I mean, we're really fortunate. All the people that are, you know, we, we haven't had too many people turn us down, but uh, we, we've been on a roll lately. Don't jinx it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, why would you want to turn us down? I mean, I think yeah, we're, we're pretty we're awesome. Just, we're just talking about fishing. I mean, don't say I would that. want to talk to us. Yeah. Well, I'd, yeah, I'd want to talk to you for sure, but me. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to talk to me too. Yeah. <laughs> you do already. Uh, yeah. It's when you answer is when you start to have the issue. I always wonder that, like, you see these guys, or men and women that are out on the water doing the YouTube videos, it seems like they're always, like, they talk, you know, they're talking to the camera and explaining things. Sometimes I'm like... I can't do it. I've tried. Yeah, like, where's the line between talking to the camera and that being weird? And then when I get on a roll, somebody rolls by in a boat and just stares at you while you're talking to yourself. And I'm just like, ah, oh, God, I look like an I'm idiot. That's to the camera. You yeah. would think they'd see my boom pole, but they're like, what? No, I'm talking to myself. Shut up. <laughs> like, I, I haven't went the whole GoPro route one day, but maybe I, I think the goal is I'll ask for one for Christmas. And- I'm going to get like a pop-up thing that says I'm filming. Mm. Not crazy. They should have like a flag instead of like a diver or a pirate flag. It should be like, you know, a camera on there. I'll, I'll put that on my, uh, my, uh, what is that thing? The Vizzy Carbon yeah. fly behind the boat. There you go. And we What's got up, Matt. Matt. Yeah, I'm going to be fishing with Matt. Uh, we're going to have a four man team for the KBBT coming up. So, oh, you're doing it again? Yeah. We're, well, they're having a four, a four man team one where it's a relay. So each four, four people on your team get a three hour window and so it's best five fish for the whole team and everybody can fish. It it doesn't like, you don't have to take somebody's fish. So if one person kills it, you use just air five fish, but me and Matt, my my friend, Jamie, uh, Jeremy is on our team and we have another one. I forget his name at time. I haven't met him yet or Matt either, but me and Matt were in Korea twice. Like, 
both in the Air Force, both at the same terrible base. For some reason, we both went twice. I, I don't know why, because we're both stupid and love soju and, and, and juicy, you know, juicy stuff. But it was a, uh, I don't know. It's it's a whole thing. I don't want to go in and explain all that's a that. huge rabbit hole you can go down for sure. Yeah, Jason Campbell. There it is. That that's the other teammate. I I just I haven't met him before. That's but cool, man. I, I'm not into that KBBT style stuff. I think it's pretty pretty cool for to keep up with, but it's definitely not my style of tournament. Before they've had the regular where it's just you know everybody fish. It's bracket style where you can right. fish wherever, and then. Then it was team bracket style, and then this one is the first time where they've done, um, you know, where it's going to be fo- a four-man team relay with three-hour window. So it's it's something cool, and they invited me on team, and I said, sure, why not? So Word. That'd be yeah, sweet. Word. Yeah, it'd be cool. So be All sure right. to tune into that, folks. Yeah, yeah, it'd be cool. Reach your boy on. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and jump into it here. So tonight, uh, we're fortunate enough, we had the two winners of the – KBF on East West Harbors in Ohio, and they are Robert Robert Weicker and John Warchall. So let's bring them in here. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for What's being up, on. Gents? What's going on, guys? Howdy. So yeah, we uh, we're, we're going to have a good night. So if anybody has any questions, please make sure to ask, especially if they whooped you. Maybe you can get some, you know, because I know whenever I, I fish a tournament and then some people go on a podcast, like, I want to get on there. I want to find out what actually happened, like, and and where I went wrong. So if you have any questions, please ask away and we'll, and we'll make sure I get those questions out. So for we'll anybody, do our best to get these guys to give up their spots. It doesn't usually happen, but we'll try. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like Robert was on a, a pretty good hole. So yeah. let's see if we can get that away from him. So here we go. Good so. If, if people don't know who you are, John, uh, tell us all about yourself and how you got into kayak fishing. All right. I am uh, born and raised here just south of Toledo, Ohio. Um, married, two kids. I got a 16-year-old and a 6-year-old. Uh, fished. I've been fishing as long as I can remember. As, as soon as I could walk and hold a pole, I was fishing. Yeah. So I started kayak fishing probably, oh, man. 12, 15 years ago when all I had was a sitting side. Wow. But I actually didn't start fishing tournaments until about a year and a half ago. So Awesome. And do you have a local trail that you uh, you fish with out there? Yeah, I fish the BKFT, Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail. <clears throat> I also fish the Mayo. I fish the Mayo uh, Fishing Trail also. Since I'm so close. That's the one I was wondering if you were part of. That's the only one I really know from out that way. Yeah, I try to Yeah, and and I'll tell you what, for y'all's area, it's I think maybe sometimes you know there's a kind of groups or southeast and northeast and but Midwest y'all really have some of the biggest and most successful and some of the best anglers around. I mean, there, there's no doubt that that y'all's your local clubs are always filled with a bunch of hammers, you know. Yeah, and our local club has definitely got some hammers. Yeah, for sure. I like I like the area up here because I think if you can learn to fish up here, you can travel all over the country and fish. That's you know, true. You can fish well here. You can fish Florida in the south, but the guys in the south don't normally do well when they come up north. Yeah, the smallmouth and all that. So that's that's man. Very don't weird. say that. I'm headed up north in two weeks. Don't say that. Yeah, but that's <laughs> that's the Mississippi River. That'll be more largemouth. That's you, more my style. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my positive mind. River system, but people better watch out for Jimmy. He's a don't you he, lie he, that <laughs> he, he's a river guy, so he, he, you might do all right. I'm I'm rooting for you, man. All right, so Robert, uh, tell us all about yourself and how you got into kayak fishing, man. Uh, I've lived in Ohio about three years. I started kayak fishing in 2015 in Tennessee when I lived down there. Um, Craig Dye actually had a cold hands classic tournament, and I showed up with my little kayak and no gear hardly at all and uh ron champion was there There there's about six of us that braved the cold weather and it was a let's just say it was a it was an experience it was cold and nasty and for some reason i enjoyed it so and i got my butt kicked something fierce (laughs) and so then i decided that year i was going to travel all over the all over the state i drove like 5500 miles i fished uh 
I think, 17 tournaments, had 11 second places in one angle of the year that year. Awesome. And got no wins, no big bass. <laughs> it didn't win nothing, right? One angle of the year, but all second places. But, that, that, that's usually I, how I am, too. Like, we, have a, <laughs> yeah. we have a guy in our local wins. club. We have a guy in our local club that has a similar story like that, and they call him Runner Up Randall. Yeah, he called me the best bridesmaid ever for a long time. So <laughs> but, that's awesome. And then we moved to we moved up here to Ohio, and I started painting. I painted custom fishing lures for about five years, and then three years ago, for almost four years ago, we moved here. I decided to try it full time, and we've been doing it full time ever since. And I haven't fished an active trail since I moved here. I've done all the online stuff because. I'm in Southeast Ohio. The closest tournament all year to me is probably going to be a two hour drive. Right. Like there's nothing down here. Bass fishing down here. I've seen weekday tournaments get their money given back to them because nobody catches nothing. Like it is the worst fishing in the country. <laughs> Why did you move so, there then? <laughs> well, my daughter lived here and my daughter lived here and she was growing up and it's time for dad to step up and be a big part of her life. So we brought the whole family up here instead of go. just the whole summer thing. So, yeah, I moved to the worst bass fishing in the world, so I decided to fish BKFT this year. And I mean, East Harbor's a four-hour drive, so might as well get after it. But, there you it, go. It it turned out to be worth it. I was fixing to say, it no, looks like it you're right. Off. And this was the best part about it was my whole family was there, and they've never been to one of my tournaments, so awesome. that turned out pretty cool. Well, that'll get your head right too, man. You go in with oh. that mindset, like I got it now. Yep, and I had the good luck messages. It, it was a good time. It was a great time. So we're going to fish BKFT all year this year. Heck right. yeah. So yeah, if you have any questions for us two guys, please let us know. And if, if you like the podcast, please like and share. We, uh, you know, we, we want to bring everybody in we can and, and show highlight the anglers that we bring on every week. We're, we're not doing this for us. We, we want to get y'all's names out there and, and y'all have been really successful. I know it's uh, like you see Cody Milton come on here sometimes or, Christine Fisher or whoever, but y'all are tearing it up. Like not names that, that you hear every day, but I mean, y'all have been terribly successful. If you look at your stats on, on Tourney X, I mean, y'all are both legit guys who have been doing this for a while. So, so yeah, pe people need to watch out for y'all too. That's, I this mean, weekend was kind of, this, this weekend was kind of funny how him and I finished out. I didn't realize it till on the way home. I was like, wait a minute. Day one, I won day two. He's fifth. And then day two, I got fifth, and day two, he won. <laughs> so that's kind of yeah, odd. But. I saw that and I just started laughing. I was like, that's, <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, so I'll, I'll go over it here. On Saturday, Robert, you won with 89 and a half inches. Uh, Eric Palenz, I'm going to pronounce some names wrong. I'm terrible at it. 86 and a quarter. Nate Hall with 75 and three quarter. And uh, John, you, you got fifth there. Or I, Nate Hall, he had 85 and three quarter, and John, you had 84. Sorry. And then Sunday, and this was probably, I don't know if it was the biggest two day KBF tournament this year, but if it wasn't, it was real close because the numbers have been down this year. On Sunday, there was 60 anglers, and that might be the second, the highest participation for a Sunday tournament in KBF this year. I, I think so. If, if I don't have numbers in front of me, but it's staying close. So, uh, John, you got first with 88 and a half. Mike Fink with 87 and a quarter. Ryan Havelcheck with 84 and a half. And then, Robert, you got 80, 82. So, like y'all said, just flip-flop first and fifth. And, <laughs> and fifth was still enough to get a check. So, I mean, that was a uh, – y'all both had great days, man. So, it's a good uh, weekend. Make sure you guys sign up for the bonus bucks. Yeah, $1,770 missed right here. And I don't know how much he missed, but it was not missed My, so I, much. I think that's what they told me. I figured it. So at first I thought it was 2600 but then after I talked to Joe, it was only 1900 so I feel better. Uh, but yeah, I, I missed, I I missed out on 1770 So wow. between the two of us, over almost $4,000 missed in bonus bucks. You know, yeah. I think it was Josh Stewart. Wasn't it, wasn't it, was it Josh or Russ or yes, one of those guys? Yes, Josh. thirty grand. Yeah. <laughs> Jeezy Carol. Yeah, yeah, John, when I started when I started fishing, I met Josh was probably like the third guy I met in kayak fishing. Him and I fished together forever down in Tennessee. He used to always crack me up because every time he rolled up on him, he's always sitting back in his kayak throwing a stinking sinko with the biggest smile you ever seen on his face. I don't care if he's getting whooped or winning or what. He's just always just chilling all the time. That when you were saying you were, you know, fishing with Craig Don Ron back in the day and all that, I was like, dude, I guarantee you there was nothing but 
a lot of the big names you hear now all used to run around together down there. Yep, they were all right around Nashville. I mean, there was yep. right whenever I got into it in 2015 is whenever it really started. It wasn't quite really booming yet, but I mean, it was getting there. Yeah, I mean, I got it. I couldn't have got into it in a better time because it went nuts in 2016 and on. I mean, it still is, but and now it's just going crazy. It was funny seeing Ron was in a a Commander 140, and Craig was in a Wilderness something. I don't remember, but everybody nobody was pedaling. Everybody was paddling, and everybody was rigged to the to the minimum, not to not like we are now. Yeah. All right, so East West Harbor. For I, I think for a lot of us, we, you know, we, we think Lake Erie, and we we kind of talked beforehand. But you think Lake Erie, you think smallmouth, you think big open water, but that's not what East West Harbor is. Uh, can one of y'all kind of give us a layout? Tell us all about uh, about what that is. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Yeah, so we both, so Robert and I, we, we fish two separate areas. He fished East Harbor the whole time, I fish West, so... I can explain it west to you real well because I try to avoid okay. east. Yeah, oh, unless, unless, unless there's ice on the water, then I go to east. <laughs> <laughs> but so West Harbor, uh, you've got that again. You've got the mouth up north with uh, you can fish docks. You've got deeper water. Uh, you can work your way <laughs> south through the channel. There's a lot of a lot of houses on the channels. Uh, so you have a lot of boat docks back there. If you keep traveling south, you get down to the marsh. And the marsh is a pretty, it's a large area on the southern. I mean, it runs, uh, I can't think how far it is. But you just got a bunch of six, seven foot water uh, with grass and pads to fish down there. So that's that's my cup of tea, fishing down there. Same, same. So, and then Robert can tell you all about East because he likes that area. East Harbor is... It's basic and boring is what I've always said. It doesn't have a lot. It's got it's just a lot of grass. It's eight foot deep everywhere you look right now. There's a couple places that are ten or eleven. Um, there's a few boat docks. You know, there's not nothing like West. I've never seen West. I went to West Harbor in practice just to go see it, and I wasn't there very long and decided that's a big negative for me. It doesn't play into my wheelhouse at all. Is it so, more like grass flats on East Harbor? Is that what it is? Yeah. So, I mean, East Harbor is just, it's literally just, if you can find the difference in the grass, in the grass, you'll find the fish. If that makes sense. I mean, there's just so many oh, little key features you can find to find big fish. Now, you can catch a thousand 15 inch fish there any day of the week, pretty much. Wow. But there's not a lot going on in East Harbor that I've, that I've ever seen. I mean, I've fished all over it for years, but there's not a lot of lily pads. There's a few places that have pads, but not much. And just a lot of, just a lot of flat, nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's funny because I, I think West would be more my jam with all the the structure of the boat docks, the you know the harbors, stuff like that. The marsh, that's all me right there. Yeah, yeah. Well, my favorite thing in the whole world is to be in the middle of nothing. That's 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 my favorite thing ever. If I can get out in the middle of absolutely nowhere where nobody'd ever think you'd ever be and find some fish, that's where I like to play. Gotcha. It's getting thick in here. Mark Coates complimenting me, complimenting me on my my voice. That that's uh that things are things are getting better than Morgan Freeman. Yeah, oh, that's nice. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's crazy that one one on west and one one on east. So you know, it's not like you can say one was a better decision than the other. It, yeah. With, with so many people fishing with ninety eight the first day and sixty a second, how like how congested is it? in those two areas where, where, where everybody kind of equally split between the two arbors. I didn't see many people at all. I might've seen a total of six or seven guys all day. And at the ramp we launched at, there was probably, there might've been 20, maybe a little bit more on the first day. And then the second day, there wasn't very many at all, but there's also another ramp on the other side of the lake that in the, in the spring it was packed. So I don't know what it looked like in this tournament because I didn't see them. 
Yeah, and where I was on West, we see a lot of boat traffic because everyone wants to head down to the marsh at some point throughout the day. Yeah. A lot of guys don't stay long after they get down there and get into that grass and realize that their pedal drive won't even get through it. <laughs> so they take Mine off. Didn't. But I, I did see a, I did see quite a bit of traffic, but not that many guys stuck around. Mm-hmm. So I mean, two big areas. So there, there really was. There's, there's enough water that everyone could be spaced out. Yeah. The whole time you're there. Yeah. Well, uh. Whoever wants to, uh, take us through day one, you know, uh, how your day went, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it, and how how you found them and where you found them without giving up your spot, what she's catching them on, we want to know. <laughs> I'll let Robert well, go first. He, he won. Yeah. All right. He won. Day, <laughs> day one was the same thing I did in the spring. In the spring, I think I got seventh, and about – Four years ago, we were fishing East Harbor, and we, there was a green fish tournament, and we and my buddy were in his bass boat, and we were just playing. We were just fun fishing and seeing this guy in a, in a boat whacking him on a spinnerbait. I mean, crushing him. And I was like, huh, better beep, beep that spot till he leaves. And he leaves, and we roll over there and catch a six and a four, and we just had a great day after he's already gone. So I've been living on that spot. I come to find out that there's just a little bit of rock and a little bit of something special in a really, really small area in the middle of a giant area. And so I go there on tournament day, and I'm blanking bad. I'm like, what the heck? I can't find a fish, can't figure nothing out. And I'd love to tell you guys what I caught the first one, on, but I was, if, if my buddy hears it, I'll probably die. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> let's just say I was fishing really, really heavy grass, and I looked up at the sky, and there was a cloud cover coming in, and I was like, maybe they're not in the grass yet. So I worked my way out to the edge, and holy crap, it hit the fan. I mean, I started catching like crazy. I caught 17 over 16 inches, and it was just nonstop madness. And then I started flipping. I started just slowing down a little bit when the sun came out bright and just started flipping a creature bait, and it was just – it was just a great day. I mean, I stayed in that little tiny area. I had to keep clearing my track off my screen because it was covering my waypoints. So I had six little spots in there, and I was catching them. Every time I'd make my big loop, and about every 45 minutes to an hour, I'd redo all those six waypoints and catch a fish on all of them. So I had to just keep, like, reset my GPS because I couldn't see it because I was back and forth, you know, the wind blowing everywhere. And then the ski boats came in, and it was pretty nuts. And so I, I uh, called my wife. So I was starting to get pretty excited, and I was like, babe, I said, I think I might win this thing. And she's like, really? I said, yeah. And while I was talking to her, I whacked an 18 and a quarter. And I was like, all right, got to go. I'm going to win this tournament. So <laughs> we ended up finishing out with 89-something, and I really didn't think I won. I knew somebody had over 90. I figured for sure because I know how good fishing can be up there. But, yeah. you know, it was just a just a flipping bite and then a little something special in the morning, you know, 20 minute, 20 minute just madness. And everything bit like crazy for that 20 minutes. And I think my my entire limit was done. I don't think I called a fish after like 9.30 or 9.45. Wow. It was pretty wild. I caught a bunch of fish after that, but I just never catch any bigger ones. Did you stay out and grind the whole day, or did you finally reach a point where I you never left. Never, never left? never left. I wanted to leave because I was like, you know, if I'm going to fish tomorrow, yeah, and I don't that. have anything else. Right. Like I literally, I'm a one-hit wonder at East Harbor. I know a few other little things, but this is this has always been a really productive spot. So I thought to myself once at like twelve o'clock, I was like, maybe you should leave. You know, you're winning. Go try to find something big. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm gonna try to shut this thing out. I just couldn't, couldn't peel myself <laughs> off the spot at all. And no, and I wanted to, but I just didn't do it. I wanted to go flip boat docks. It's beautiful sunshine. But yeah, I couldn't see the boat docks, and I'll bet there was a hundred people in there doing this. Yeah, oh yeah, especially like just looking at the Dan showed me how to look at the spot on the the KBF site and everything, and I pulled up the maps, and in my head I was like, well, you know, if it was sunny, like I'm pretty sure it was, the I bet you the docks were covered up with bass. I guarantee it. That's what I was doing wrong in the morning. I was fishing like some really thick, heavy grass. And then eased off of it and was just like, you know, maybe they didn't pull in the grass yet. Maybe they're working the outer yeah. edges. And by God, they were. <laughs> they were working I had something the edges. I had something similar two weeks ago, and I figured that out just a little bit too late. Yeah. I always, it was sun was shining, and then some clouds rolled in. And when the clouds hit me, it just clicked. I was like, wait a minute. I'm in the wrong yeah. spot. And I literally only moved like 50 feet. It didn't take much. 
Is like, man, man the what, what's that? I said, mine was the opposite. It was, it was cloudy, and then this when I, I figured it out, and then the sun came out, and then the bite died. And they moved in, <laughs> and I only had like they an hour to figure it out. So, mine weren't out there very long, but like I said, it was twenty minutes of just, you know, what every bass yeah. fisherman dreams of. You know, you got twenty minutes or just that one big rush, and it was culling as fast as you can, pictures as fast as you can, wanting to get back out there. And I don't have a power pole. I will have one soon. Because I kept getting blown off my Thank spot. Thank you, KBS. <laughs> yeah. I had to pedal as hard as I could to get up there to get back to them. But every time I got back up there, made flipping there again, casting there again, it was another big one hit. So, Did y'all have like heavy wind or just a steady wind? Uh, we had a pretty heavy wind in the – well, for the morning it was glass, and then for like an hour and a half it got pretty heavy, and then it just shut down and – it glassed over and the sun was shining super bright, which was kind of cool because I picked out a couple more places that I could visually see yeah. that was the same thing as what I was catching them on in the grass. So I got to mark a few more waypoints to use the next day. And, and then which, it got windy and ski boats everywhere. Which kayak were you in, the Ultimate or the Max? The Max. The Max, yeah. Yeah. Yep, that was our plan this year. We, we decided last year that i was going to fish another trail so we spent about a year planning i bought a different a better truck and then bought the kayak and and we made a whole made almost a year of planning out of it just to purchase all the stuff to get back in the game again and wow got everything ready to rock and roll and, and then boom year. you catch a check it pays off and it's time to keep rolling <laughs> yeah you're right <laughs> all right john, you, john? how oh, did your day one go Day one. So the week hey, after you, the week. You got fifth, fifth place. You had a great day. Yep. It, it was, it started early that week for me. I got, I, we were able to get there probably, I think I was there three days early to pre-fish. So okay. uh, the whole group of us went out early. So I got to say thanks right away. Cody Milton, Eric Siddiqui, Craig Storms. We just went out one big group and pre-fished. Scan water. Had a good time. Yeah. Yeah. So when we were out, we all, we all kind of, we all went to the point at the, at the mouth, not really the mouth, but the channel heading north out of uh, West Harbor. We're all fishing there a little bit, just pulling a little bass off the point. And uh, I came around a corner. I think I stuck like a 19 inch fish. And then we all separated and just started scanning water. So, I was running probably 75 foot on my side scan, just looking for open areas. I was looking for gravel, really. I wanted some gravel and uh, a hard grass edge. Well, I found it. And that day, it was a pretty strong wind pre-fishing. So I, I can tell you, because when Joe called me, I thought we were just talking on the phone, but he was doing an interview asking everything I threw for the tournament. So everybody <laughs> who read the post on KBF knows what I threw. So... I ended up throwing out a mega bass spinnerbait, and very first cast, I had another, I think, 18 and a half inch fish. Wow. Moved another, I mean, probably 25 yards, had another 18 inch fish. So by 8 in the morning, I had 90 and a quarter inches on west in the spot that I had found. So I just left it immediately, and I didn't, I didn't even go back. I would go back every once in a while when the, when the wind shifted each day, because one day it's coming out of the east, next day it's blowing southwest. So I just want to make sure that it wasn't, you know, all those bait fish didn't get blown out. So tournament day, I ended up heading back to my spot trying to get there before anybody else. And where I'm at, there's a lot of boat traffic in and out. Uh, so all kinds of guys paddle through it and around it. And I got there. Uh, I hit that spot lock on the motor and just sat there and waited. I had 15 minutes. And I was just waiting. And I ended up throwing out. I ended up throwing that spinnerbait right off the rip again and had about five casts no bites i pulled out just a little bit because i was a little bit closer to that grass edge and uh like robert said i pulled out a little bit and they weren't they weren't even on the edge of the grass they were in that little cove in a school just smashing bait fish so i think i had 83 i probably had 83 inches right off the rip that morning and uh that's I right stayed a little while yeah, you feel good. I mean, you're like, oh, yeah, I got to get yeah. a limit, and then I'm just going to try and call. But then I had a limit with 83 <laughs> inches right off the rip. I'm like, oh, I feel pretty good. <clears throat> maybe this maybe this is going to stick. So I sat in first place probably until uh, 10 o'clock or maybe a little bit earlier when Robert posted his fish. I was like, oh, my God, I've got a lot of catching up to do. 
<laughs> so same day I was fishing that KBBT uh, Sweet Sixteen. Oh yeah, so, yeah. So I was I was trying to uh, you know have a good day to go ninety inches again like pre fishing, but it just wasn't happening. So I moved up and down out of my spot. Uh, I ended up calling I think one time that day to get up to eighty four, but I caught a bunch of 15, 16 inch fish. But what happened was, is my spot would recycle. It, it just replenished itself throughout the day. And in the afternoon, probably about 1.30, they started feeding again. So I ended up coming back down. I sat back up. By that time, I changed. I went from a spinnerbait. I was throwing uh, just a jackhammer. Huh. And uh, I hooked into a fish, an 18-plus that I was uh, bringing back to the boat. Right at the side of the boat, I'm going to net it. I lose that fish. Uh, so by this time, Cody's by me. He was flipping pads. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I was like, Cody, I just lost an 18 plus fish. He's just like, are you serious? I was like, yeah. So we're sitting there talking and I end up throwing out again, probably second cast, hooked another one. There's another school in there. Second time I jumped, I lost that one. So, you know, two times is bad enough. Third time I hook another pig and lost that fish too. That was my oh, day yeah. two. I did the same thing on day two. Like, oh. <laughs> like you've got to be kidding me. So after that, I mean, I, I caught a couple a couple smaller fish, a couple more 15, 16s, and I just I rolled in. I was like, oh, well, it just wasn't my day today. I, wasn't, I just didn't fish clean. So. And, then, and, and that's usually how it is. If, it, if it's meant to happen, it happens, and, and they stay buttoned up. Whenever it doesn't, you get fit, then cash a good check. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah. All we'll right. Roll right into day <laughs> yeah. two since you took a, yeah. took took care of that one. All right, day two. <laughs> day two, same spot. I'm gonna go there first thing in the morning. So, this upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tacovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecovis store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Motor over. I, uh... I lock it up and I'm going to start fishing and I started throwing my, it was my go-to all week. You know, that spinner bait was fire the whole time. After that, the jackhammer bite turned on. Well, it was no bite on any of those. So mm -hmm. I just, I'm like, oh, I'm not sure what I'm going to do. What's changed a little bit. We had a little bit stronger wind over there at that time. So I had, I mean, I didn't have, I didn't have chop, but it was pretty good. So I figured, you know what, I'm going to try, I'm going to try top water. I'm, I'm going to try it. So I, at that time, I ended up with a Megabass Pop Max. You love that Megabass stuff, huh? Big money? Oh, I, I do. I love those things. I can't get a lot of it because it's so expensive, but I, mean, I can get a couple here and there. So <laughs> I can only afford I one, that. and I don't fish with it. I just stare at it because it's pretty. <laughs> yeah. So I threw that Pop Max, and I kept getting blow-ups on it. I mean... And you know when you've got a 15 that comes up and blows up on your bait or when you've got an 18 to 20 that blows up on it. I was getting big blow-ups on it. So I, I just I slowed way down on it, and I started fishing real slow. And it could sit there for 5, 10 seconds, and you could just twitch it a little bit, and all of a sudden they just came unglued and smashed it. So first fish I think was 18 and a half. I was like, well, there's something to this. And the next thing you know, I've got an 18 and three quarters. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm I'm gonna try to win today. Well, I ended up I think four fish on that pop max. Actually, all of my first five were topwater. I never caught fish on a spinnerbait on day two. 
Mm. And uh, no, I take it back for fish because I ended up leaving that spot, fishing some other areas, and I was going to leave the water because uh, I needed to find a restroom. I'll be honest <laughs> with you. <laughs> so I don't. I'll tell you, I, I was like, I, I paddled over to Stormy. I was like, hey, man, I'm going to find a bathroom. He's like, are you serious? You're you're winning right now, and you're going to leave the water? I was like, yes, yes I'm leaving the water. I'm, not, I'm winning, but I'm losing, bro. Trust me. Man, yeah. go backwards on it and just. Yeah. So before I went, before I ended up walking out or paddling my boat to the, uh, to the shore, I was like, I'm going to go hit my spot one more time. So I went over. I uh, I used my old tried and true trick of taking my trailer off the jackhammer, and uh, I moved in a little bit to that grass edge instead of being on flat where they were feeding before. And uh, I threw up through the grass to let it drop down inside and started tearing it out of the grass as hard as I could, and I let it drop again and tear it out. And that's when I caught my uh, my last. Yeah, it was that was an eighteen I caught right there. I was like, boom! I've got a, I've got a, I've got a good bag. I'm going to find a restroom. I'll be back out later. <laughs> All right. I, so, I, I got to hear more about that. A jackhammer with no trailer, huh? So, yes. Uh, <laughs> when I, there's a guy in Florida who, uh, he, he loved fishing chatterbaits. And uh, he saw me throwing my chatterbait with a big trailer down there. And he's like, you want to catch fish? Take that off. I'm like, what? I looked at him like he's crazy. But, I did, and uh, just straight retrieved it one time just to see what it was like. And every time you varied that that retrieve, that jackhammer darts like crazy. I started catching good fish down there. So earlier this year, like Robert said, we both fished a tournament earlier this year on East West Harbor. So I had I had no bite in the morning. I caught one little fish on a jackhammer, throwing my normal trailer, and uh, I had no fish. So I wanted to fish the grass a little bit, a little bit thicker grass. And when I take the trailer off, I can rip it out and I don't have good luck. Well, 1230 hits and I take off that trailer, second cast, I pull an 18 and a half. So for <laughs> almost two hours, I had one of the best fishing days of my life on that tournament. I went from last place to tie for second uh, by the end of the day. So I did the same thing, just pull that trailer and uh, bury retrieve, drop it in the grass, rip it out. I, I I even jig it down in Florida like that, pitching holes. I, yeah. I, I can hear everybody like ripping baits off the back of their chatter baits right now. <laughs> it makes me Modern feel better. About to go. It, it makes me feel better because I've like same thing with a spinner bait. Some guys use trailers I never did. So when I first got into fishing any kind of bladed bait, I didn't run trailer. And now it seems like I need to go back to that. So what, on, what, what I, do you think that is, John? Is it like, I, I've heard people, you really don't want a bait with too much action on the back of a jackhammer because it takes away from the vibration. So you're saying with no soft plastic on the back, it like it, it even makes it more erratic, right? Oh, very erratic. I've never, I've never tried that. So. Yeah, very erratic. I mean, just, just a quarter turn on the retrieve, you can have it dart eight inches to the side. <laughs> so there. yeah, it's been, it's been productive. It's a, it's a, well, folks, there's your thing to try. Got some yeah. juice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, Rob, tell us your, about your day two, your fifth place finish. See, I mean, it's it's kind of weird because my day two was his day one, literally. I mean, I kid you not, everything you just said. I mean, I went out day two and and uh, went to my spot right off the bat. I caught two 15s, lost a 17-ish. You know, I lost a pretty good fish bounced him off the front of the kayak because I was standing up and I was just flipping. I decided I was going to flip all day. I figured I'd be able to catch bigger fish flipping. So I was going to just nonstop. And I, I mean, I told, I had a pretty good feeling. I was going to, going to try for, I mean, I was going to win two days in a row. I knew my spot was really good. So and I went flipping crazy. I never put the flipping rod down the entire day. And, uh, I hooked up, uh, I hooked a fish. that was probably 20, every bit of it, got him right to the boat and seen, my flipping hook was, you know, you sometimes get them just stuck right in the roof of their mouth yeah. and it was not through the roof of his mouth. I was like, Oh dear God. So I reached for my net and I tried to ease him in a big circle and bring him back to the net. And when I turned my head, he jumped and threw it. And I was like, well, this ain't good. 
But and, catch and another one. And it was it was within a, a foot. Up there, right? What's that? The twenty is a like a mega fish up there, right? It was a giant. It was definitely a five plus. It was a real big fish. It was the biggest one I had all weekend. And uh it was within a foot of where I caught my nineteen and my eighteen back to back on day one. So I mean, it was that that spot holds them, and so then I I started fishing a little harder, and I wasn't doing as good as I did on day one. But I hammered them one day when I knew that spot was going. I knew it was going to be tough there, but I figured I could still catch them. So I come back around to that waypoint again, flip back in on it, whack another big one, broke me off, and then he jumps and he's like, "Hey man, look how big I was." So he was another big fish. <laughs> so I was like, "Well, you know, I, I cashed my check yesterday. I'm trying to stay in a good mood. You know, I mean, I had a great day the day before." Do my big round again, come all the way back around. Number three, set the hook, bring him all the way in, jumps, he's gone. So yeah. I was trying to understand what's going on. Every single fish I netted that day, my hook fell out in the net. I changed hooks, put a brand new hook on. The day before, I was punching holes in their head when I set the hook. I mean, there was no missing. I didn't lose a fish, I don't think. And I didn't miss a fish hardly. But something with them, day before, whenever they hit it, they hit it so hard, my line was jumping clear off the water the day of the said day two, I wouldn't even feel them hit it. I'd lift up and they'd just be there. So something was different. I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't make a change. I went down to a thin wire, two odd hook flipping just to see if I could get them. I still lost fish or still missed them. I missed a bunch of fish. But the best part of the day, my buddy Fink rolls. He, he asked me in the morning. He got second. He said, do you care if I come fish with you? But show me where you don't want me to fish. I said, yes. Yeah. So we roll over there. I draw a big circle on my map while we're waiting waiting for lines in. I said, this is the area I've been fishing. He's like, cool. He stayed on the outer edge of me all day. And at 12 o'clock, he put on a freaking clinic. <laughs> he started throwing a Carolina rig and went nuts. And I was like, homie, what are you doing? <laughs> so I pedal all the way over to him and see what he was doing. And then I looked at the standings. He's in second. And I was like, you know what? My day was yesterday. Today's yours. You can have it. So I left. And went way away from our spot, went way high above it, and just started just messing around the rest of the next two hours and, and let him go to work. I was hoping he's going to win it, but yeah. I was second place. I was sweating I mean, Oh, buddy, I'm telling you, he turned it on. It was and it was just like my day one. I mean, it was like a 20-minute thing. He just went crazy, caught a 19, an 18, whatever he had. I don't remember. but And he told me he was throwing a rig, and I was like, you can't drag a Carolina rig through this stuff. And he's like, watch this. Catches another one. I was like, all right. I said, it's all yours. I'm done. So I went up. I was still fishing, but yeah. I took my eye off the prize. I was heading out to go find something else and play around. And and three minutes before the tournament's over, I hooked up and then took a picture, let it go, and looked over my shoulder. 32 seconds left on my on my depth finder, and Fink's hooked up again. I was like, oh, God. But both of our fish were short. I thought I thought he might have had the wind and fish that last minute. but I called other than that. Left. Yeah. Did you really? I caught. Yeah, I did. I called. You're right. You did. Cause I seen that. Yeah. <laughs> I remember telling him that you went up and you went up even higher because I was looking at it. And we got done. I, both of us just jumped in the lake. I said it's too hot, and both of us just dove in. He did a backflip off the front of his kayak, and I just rolled off the side of mine. <laughs> but, and then these, yeah. those guys I told you about that came over and caught me on my spot, they were like, "What are you guys doing?" I was like, "Swimming." <laughs> it's hot. That was done. Bad tournament day, guys. I'm just. The spot's terrible. I'm just going to go swimming instead. <laughs> That's yeah. what they said. You guys fish here all day? I was like, well, you know, maybe. Yeah, and Something that's yeah. neat that you could hey. get from that, too, is him fishing the outer edge of your spot in a different manner yep. shows you that that whole area seems to just be stacked. So Yep, and he was right in the boat channel. I mean, the ski boats were, were split between me and him and running over his fish, and that's where he was catching them. Wow. So, and, and the, you, know, you, know, to, you know you're doing it right. Whenever Kurt Smith says congratulations to you two for putting it together. It was fun. And it was, you know, that made it even better. I was out there with my best friend, you know, him and I, and our campsite, there was four checks cashed out of our site. So, because wow. Aaron Stahlbaum was there, Fink, and then I cashed two checks. So there's four checks cashed out of it. So that was pretty wow. cool, but. There's a uh, there's your buddy Mike there. Yeah, there's Fink right there. Man, that was a good weekend. There was we we him and I were talking about at the campground. There was 486 inches of keepers caught in my spot in wow. those two days. So it was pretty wild. Wow. What, what, you, what you fellows got next after this? Anything big? Uh, Portage Lakes. 
I'm gonna fish just I'm gonna fish all the BKFT tournaments and call it good. I want to head up there Saturday. I've never seen Porter's Lake in my life, so I'm gonna head up there and check it out. What about you, John? I got the uh, the Elite Eight for KBBT. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I was gonna go try and do uh, Boston, but I don't think I'm making that drive. <laughs> and then I'm gonna more. I'm gonna keep doing my uh, Buckeye uh, BKFT. That's Portage Lakes again. We've got that coming up. So, <clears throat> it, it, either uh, y'all fishing Lacrosse or or the Susquehanna. I thought about the Susquehanna, but I'm really pushing hard for the angle of the year in BKFT. So I'm gonna hit Portage and see if I can gain yeah. a couple more points. I fished. I think I fished five events and then. Either five top tens or six top. I've had top ten every tournament this year, so I'm gonna. I think the guy leading's got 19 points on me, but I'm gonna try to catch him. I don't know where the standings are now, but uh, I was doing the same. I I need a I need a good place for Portage Lake, so Robert and I are gonna battle it out again on the next one. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen it in my life, so and I wasn't. I was gonna go in blind like I did at Clear Fork, and I did. Uh, uh, the, what I don't remember what other one it was. A Raccoon Creek. Well, I fished Dow Lake in that one, but at yeah. Clear Fork, I didn't see it till daylight. Had my limit by eight thirty and didn't catch another fish for the rest of the day. <laughs> that's how everybody was. Yeah, I mean, you, you had forty five minutes to find those fish. That's exactly. I heard everybody on on that Clear Fork said the same thing. They all caught their fish quick, and that was it. Yep. But I'm gonna make the trip to Portage this weekend. Do some practice. It's a two hour drive, but. I want to at least see it. I don't want to see it in the dark on tournament day again. <laughs> That's a little stressful. <laughs> I've, I've been able to fish those quite a bit. My my family lived there for twelve years, so those are the first those are oh, the first my, lakes I fished in my kayak fifteen years ago. For all my tech, lakes. my messenger will be open all week if you uh, if you have anything you want to share. You know what I mean? I mean <laughs> <laughs> we'll be sure there's that a, we keep a, up with that tournament too to see how y'all battle it out. And there's <laughs> a couple, be a good time. couple lakes there. <laughs> Todd Patrick said that, uh, John, you're in fifth and, and the Mayo uh, AOY right now. So you got a chance. Oh, I got to run for that one, too. Yeah. So yeah, they, you, I, you, that changes my plans. They've got one coming up, too. I'm going to have to fish. Great. I couldn't read what that said. It said something about Angler of the Year. What was that? He just said I didn't read it. Yeah, he was saying that uh, John is fifth for in Mayo right now. And, Robert, oh, really? with one more event, you'll be top five. Oh, boy. Don't tell my wife that. She'll, she'll know where I'm headed. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, uh, and the last Mayo events is August 29th on Clear Fork and Knox. So, yep. Huh. August well, 29th. I think too. I think that's an open weekend for me, too. And I like Clear Fork. I mean, oh. at least till 830. <laughs> Watch out. Yeah. 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we always want to give everybody a chance thanking sponsors. Anybody that makes this easier for you. Robert, day one winner, we'll, we'll give you a chance first. Well, I'll tell you what, though. I mean, I, I'm not sponsored by anybody. Jack Bates, I mean, I fish a lot of Jack Bates stuff. I fish their jigs religiously. They make a dock rock jig. It's probably one of the best skipping jigs I've ever seen. But other than that, I don't have really anybody to thank my wife. She is an absolute, absolutely amazing trooper and all this like i said we started a year ago to plan this season and she's just always uplifting i mean when i come home from a tournament i got my wife and kids waiting at the door i mean they're always and the funny thing is when dad cashes a check the kids know we go out to eat so it's the thing we've always done so when i when i was leaving uh sunday my daughter's sitting there she's like we're not to eat i said no way i'm tired she said but two checks two dinners i was <laughs> like all right you got it but gotta figure it out. i just I've got the biggest support crew of my family that anybody could ever ask for. And so, I mean, I just want to thank my wife and kids. They, they keep it going. They support every single, every bit of it. They're in the shop doing hooks and split rings while I'm not running around fishing tournaments and getting my mail done. So knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Cool. They do. They uh, keep it all together. Where can people see your custom baits and stuff? What's that? 
where can people like you know take a look at or buy or whatever your custom baits you do line out custom tackle.com is our website and then you can we're on facebook and instagram and we've been if it wasn't for the kayak community then i wouldn't be we wouldn't be the full-time business we are because i sponsored about 18 clubs for the past five years all over the country and they keep us rolling all the time so well if you want to pick up another one i got one down south you could pick up (laughs) well shoot me a message we can definitely do that heck yeah and uh yeah you said you're looking for a trailer right yeah so yeah if there's any trailer people out there looking to looking at a teammate or something give a get give old robert a holler maybe he'll yeah we're definitely looking to purchase a trailer this year i'm tired of putting it in the truck I need the truck for the room for all the camping stuff this weekend we had to bring both cars all the way to east harbor so my wife drove four hours the day after i got there to come up there but that's the same problem yeah, we're definitely that. in the market yeah that's why i had to get one too all right john how about you with that fancy dakota lithium hat <laughs> well first and foremost i have to thank my wife for sure I always Amen. tell everybody she has always been my original sponsor. She even went and got a job at Bass Pro when I started so that I could try and get a little bit cheaper <laughs> oh, price man. on oh, and, and awesome. she's still and she's still there. So that's after awesome. that I'm gonna yeah. call my wife right now. Yeah. Yeah. Then I gotta thank Dakota Lithium. Uh Stormy has uh, really helped me out in all of this. Um, they've really, they were the first and, uh, they've really helped me out a lot. You know, with, with Dakota came, uh, motor guide. And yeah, you're one of the few people with a, a Hobie with the XI3 on the front, right? Yep, I do. Uh, Venom Lures out of Ohio. That's another. Need to thank them also. I can't I, go. I, check out their, their, I don't mean to interrupt you. Their little DK rig for the Ned. I really like that hook. I've, I've never bought any, but it, it, it looks good. That is, that is nice. That's nice to be able to fish a weedless yeah. Ned. Yeah. Uh, so Venom Lures, uh, Fin Feather and Fur Outfitters, that's also here in, in Ohio. Uh, along with them, Yak, uh, Yak Power. And then just recently, uh, you know, I, I mentioned uh, Motor Guide with that motor on my uh, Hobie. Denny Romero with On the Water Innovations. He made that that mount for the mount for me on that Hobie, and uh, without him, I I wouldn't have a trolling motor. So, um, anyone looking for a kayak trailer or mounts for that Hobie, because guys have asked about it, you know, On the Water Innovations. <clears throat> so just recently, uh, I uh, joined their pro staff, so I'm excited to to do that also. That's awesome. They they've definitely been coming out with some cool stuff lately, so. There's, a, yeah. that there's no doubt they're up there at the, the peak of the best kayak trailers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it All for right. me. Those, those are the guys that helped me out. Yeah, appreciate y'all. And uh, I'm, with the rest of the year, how it's been going for y'all, I'm sure we'll probably have you on again. But uh, thanks for being on show, and, and hopefully we'll be talking to y'all again soon. Yeah, thanks appreciate for having us. Sure. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. All right. See ya. All right, so there we go. That's two of the most matching days of fishing on two separate areas of the lake that flip flops, different harbors. That is awesome. Mike Fink, I'm telling my wife right now she can quit her job and go to Cabela's up the street. I literally text my wife because she's been talking about (laughs) uh, a career swap. I've got this on lock. Bam. There you go. That's help me out. That doesn't suck. And I know they, I know somebody that works there and they get a phenomenal discount do they really yeah and like they uh according to my buddy they still can like if there's a sale they that doesn't affect their discount wow i remember like whenever i first got out of uh i don't don't remember when it was but i applied for them because i had been a retail manager before and they were and like they didn't have anything at that level that i wanted yeah, but they they tried to give me a lower level job. I should have taken it. <laughs> should have been like they, when they first opened the one up there by your place over there in Leeds. Uh, I applied, had an interview. They were going to put me like in the clothing department. I was like, nah, you can put me in the fishing department, or I don't want the job. Like because it was just going to be a side gig for extra discount, you know. Yeah. All right. So as always, we we love to talk about, and I mean, and that's really why we're here. We get to talk about fishing and. And we, leave, we like to highlight anglers and clubs from around the country. So 
Uh, we'll go over all the all the clubs and how they did this week. And this is all clubs who have who had 30 or more people in it. Uh, if you ever want us to highlight a club that wasn't, just shoot us an email or a message, either me or Jimmy, and we'll be happy to talk about you. And this week, sponsored by Brian Schiller. So if you if I pronounce your name wrong, just shoot him a DM, and he'll shoot you one back with some nudes. I don't think you want them, but that's what he told me. So you know. They're really bad. but Yeah, at, at your own risk. Uh, first up, we have East Texas Kayak Fishing. They had their classic on Sam Rayburn, 47 Anglers. First was Dwayne Taft. That's a, a name you hear a lot. Uh, 101 and quarter inches. Andrew Middlebrook with 97 and a half and Adam Patrone with 94 and a half. Next up, Mountain State Kayak Anglers. They're charity fishing for the Mountain Mission. 97 Anglers. And that was, I think it was statewide, but since it was for charity. Um, Rick Goff with 86 and three quarter. Jared Brown with 80 inches and Jared Thomas with 79 and three quarter. And then Queen City Kayak Bass Fishing in North Carolina, they had uh, Santee Cooper, A7 Anglers. First up was Matt H-A-W-J. I won't even try. Hajaw. I tried. There you go. 87 and three quarter. Nick Huddleston, uh, he won the Tournament of Titans last year on Gunnersville. uh, 75 and three quarter. And Tracy Stanford with 73 inches. Uh, North Virginia Kayak Bass Anglers, Battle of Three Lakes, 34 anglers. James Coleman, 74 inches. Gary Duncan, second with 56 and a half. And David Steiger with 55 and three quarter. Uh, next, and that, that was definitely a tough tournament with those numbers. But uh, next up, we have the Kayak Bass Bracket Tour. Uh, and all these people made the new, Elite Eight. Three of them were in New, new Canoe Pursuit. So I got that out there, of course. Uh, Shout Darren, out. That's right. Show. Oh, Derek Brundle, Mason Good, uh, David Brooke, Kyle Zimke, Mike Berlin, John Warchaw, we just had on, Jerry Time, uh, or Thyme, and Marcus Coates. Marcus, he is surprisingly good. And, you know, he's in a pursuit, so that's cool. Cack um, Anglers in Missouri on Lake Mazongo, 36 Anglers. Marty Hughes, um, the master from Nebraska, with 89 inches. Joe Bailey, 84 and a half, and John Stickley with 83 and a quarter. Then in Indiana Kayak Anglers on Tippecanoe River. I love that name. 70 Anglers. Clint Stanford, 75 and three quarter. Merlin Hammer, 76 inches. And Chad Howard in third, also with 76 inches. And then Colorado Kayak Fishing Club. They were on uh, Horse Tooth, who we had not on not too long ago. 48 Anglers. Ryan Kidd in first with 73 and a quarter. Erica Lee with also 73 and a quarter and Rick Valdez with 73 inches. So numbers bunched up right there. Yakabass way out in Cali, uh, Lake McClure, 89 anglers, Mike Ensign, 90 and a half. And he was just on the dark waters podcast not too long ago. So check him out. Listen to that. If you haven't already, David Owen, 81, 82 inches and Damian Tao, who's always a killer. 80 and a half inches as well. And then that tournament was in conjunction with the KBF at the same time. And that only had 34 anglers, but in that one, Damian Tao got first. So he had a very good day. Uh, yeah. Jabongo Zhang, who that guy's always killing it. 80, 78 and a half. And then Scott Savako with 80, 78 and a quarter. Next up, Washington kayak bass fishing on Silver Lake, 30 anglers. And this tournament was brutal. First place only had four fish. So I didn't look at the rules. So I don't know if it was a four fish or five fish, but he won James Davis Davis with 65 and three quarter. So eighth, eighth place and less only caught one and 11 people zeroed. Second place. So first four fish, second place had two fish. David Dan Walker with 34 inches. And then Patrick Calejo with two fish as well. So James only one with four fish. So yeah, brutal out there that day. Brutal. Yeah. SoCal kayak anglers, Lake Hodges, 40 anglers, uh, Jonathan DeMonet with 85 and a half, Ryan Moriarty with 83 and a half, and Brian Lipke with 76 and a half. Uh, kayak bass fishing, Tennessee Saturday night lights tournament on Percy Priest. And first place was Joshua Sharp, 84 and three quarter. Ashley Cheney, 80 and a half. And Matthew Case with 78 and a quarter. And last but not least, also another very tough tournament. 
New Jersey Kayak Bass Fishing Club on Merrill Creek, 32 anglers. And I believe this was a five fish limit. First place was Ryan Mejia with 34 and a half with two fish. And uh, second place was Brian Thomas, 34 and a quarter. And third place was Michael Kowalski with 33 and three quarter. Only three people had two fish. So a couple of brutal tournaments out there. Summer, it, it can always go bad. You know, you, you get bad conditions. <clears throat> or maybe it was a shortened day. It's it's hard to know looking at uh, tourney X. But, yeah, congratulations to all the winner. And like I said, winners. And like I said before, if you ever want to talk about your club and you have less than 30 anglers or an online tournament, just let us know. We'd be happy to bring it up. So that got me that that uh, KBA, sorry that Tennessee tournament on Percy Priest at night's got my brain going. I think we should do something like that here. You love to fish night tournaments, right? You have no idea. I've, I've you know I've done it in a boat. Yeah. Um, I've went out with a couple of guys at night, but I've never thought about like holding a because I know a lot of folks would show up for that. Yeah, you I think that'd be fun if we'd like night do a night tournament on Gunnersville. Yeah, NACA throwdown at night. That'd be yeah. cool. Yeah, way to do it. The, you know, the only time I ever fish it, I mean, I'm from the coast, so we, like we go out gigging for flounder at night where you have the light and, you know, yeah. you're, you're spearing the other and the flounder is my favorite eating fish. But um, the only time I ever fish up here at night is uh, is for crappie. And I've never done that out of a kayak. So. I'll tell you now, and it's not like a secret for anybody, like summertime night fishing is arguably yeah. better than summertime day fishing yeah. if you like to catch fish on a frog like now is the time to go do it so that would i want to take you on a float trip but i you need to come up here one night we need to work it out with the wives and kids you need to come up here and we'll do like a 10p to like three or four in the morning frog trip hit it can suck but sometimes it's really good yeah i'm down i'm always down for an adventure man heck yeah all right. Well, that's it. Well, thank y'all. We're wrapping it up right an hour. How about that? We're, yeah, uh, we appreciate everybody tuning in like always, and we'll be back next Monday at 8 Central live like normal. That's right. And we'll have a couple more, at least a couple more great guests. And I'm not sure what tournaments are going on next week, but there's definitely some big ones coming up in the future. So uh, good luck to everybody in this weekend coming up. And I think that Susquehanna events next week, isn't it? No, it's the 8th. Yeah, the, the same as – yeah, we, and we're – Again, we've put this out there, but the Alabama Bass Nation Gunnersville Tournament, it's a classic qualifier that you can fish August 8th on Gunnersville Saturday. Uh, Jimmy's the tournament director. And if you've already paid your Bass Nation fees in another state, you do not have to pay them again in Alabama. Correct. So you can sign up. It's $100 uh, plus your $15 bass membership and your Alabama Bass Nation deal. But, uh, yeah, come down fish. It'd be great practice if you're wanting to – if you're not fishing that Susquehanna event and you want to check out Gunnersville for the Come on down. NC coming up, yeah, it'd be a good time. Great camping if you've never been here. and uh, Just a great, beautiful yeah. place and great the time. Fishing on Gunnersville is great. If, you like, if you're somebody that likes to fish deep grass or skip docks, this is the time of year to come out there to do it. So, yeah. you know, if you, like he said, if you're not going to Susquehanna to fish that, that uh, Hobie event, you know, come on down. We'd love to have you. We got some good sponsors we're most likely of course going to have to do the whole virtual thing but uh it'll be a good time so come on out yeah come on out but uh as always thank you for watching them we'll be back next week and wear your pfds be careful people good night night thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on paddle and fin don't forget to go check out our website at paddle the letter n and fin.com don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and Finn at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler. The Angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout 
shout out to Rocktown Adventures located in Northern Illinois for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. TRC Covers, protect your investment. Catch Products, shout out to Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com and put the Paddle and Fin logo directly on your catch board. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20 and save 20% on all your jig and tackle needs. Every once in a while, it's fun to go with like just full-blown redneck on these fish. This is like high-tech cane pole fishing right here. From the white sandy beaches to the crystal blue waters, enjoy the best fishing Panama City Beach has to offer during Chasing the Sun, Sundays at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.